Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. I uh, got our new Fate channel, like, minutes after we finished recording last time. So. Yeah. Back in the day, they used to give us a heads up that the Fate channel was coming, at least a couple days ahead of time. Now we have to use our, like, red yarn brain, you know, pinning things against the wall to be like, well, you know, is it two days before the launch? Is it one day before the launch? Well, at least it has to come out between this and this day. But yeah, we kind of assumed it was going to launch around the mini, and there might have been a chance we got it on the Sunday, which we would have recorded a normal episode. But the Fade Channel is very much tied to everything we're going to talk about tonight, including the new heroes. So I, I think it's uh, it's okay that it launched late. You know, let's get the yep. last few mythic heroes out of the way for book seven so that book eight has its own full discussion and it's not distracted by book seven. Right. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. Also, I think it was just the fact that the update was coming. The update was going to download in a day or two, and so if we don't announce drop it now, they will data mine everything before we announce it. Yeah. So yeah. Reddit is all over it. They they are all over it. And uh, well, let's uh, let's look at the banners that are running right now. We have the weekly revival fifty one and five running. Double mythic heroes running until the fourteenth. Hall of Forms until the 14th, New Power until the 18th, Double Special Heroes until the 20th, and the main banner we're going to talk about tonight, Book 8, Radagascar and more. Radataskar. Radataskar? Did I spell that wrong? No, it's Radatoskar. Not Radagascar, as you keep saying. (laughs) I know, yeah. Radatoskar. It's funny. I even have it in the notes. Pronunciation for new OC heroes, and it's it's time-stamped when they start talking about the three new heroes that they unveiled. Uh, not heroes, but the three new characters they unveiled, and uh, I mean, I can understand getting Nithog and Resvelger wrong, but um, Radatoskar you've dealt with in God of War Ragnarok, and also so you really should have that one. I don't a know why, where I, why I'm dropping a G in there, Radagascar. It's like kind of like Madagascar, maybe. Yeah, Madagascar, but <laughs> there's not spelled the, quite the same. No, Radatoskar. And I knew that because, as you said, God of War, and also it is pronounced as it's written, pretty much. Yep, pretty much. Uh, But I did hop into the Ratatoskar banner on my summoning, uh, looking mainly for Lucina, since we got a free Ratatoskar from the Book 8 opening chapters. I got a random five-star Laurent along the way. Uh, On a whim, and hoping for a Lucina with IVs, I grabbed Sevra from the first spark, and ended up grabbing a Lucina on the second spark, because uh, I didn't get uh, one her in between there. Uh, finishing out my pity rate, I did get a spare Lucina, but of course she had no IVs. So I uh, I did not summon on these banners. Uh, have you done your forging bonds yet, or not yet? A little bit. I have one more ticket that I got to earn, and then I have thought about going in and trying to get Lucina. Uh, although I'm not currently subscribed to Fay Pass, although I will be uh, uh, before the holidays. But uh, yeah, I I will uh, I, I I'm hoping to go in there, and we're going to talk about the heroes on the banner. But uh, you know, you've got all new heroes there uh, with with uh, from Awakening with Severa and Laurent and stuff, and and we've talked about like the the kid 
the child heroes from Awakening aren't necessarily like what I have the most experience with in that game. Um, yep. But Lucina obviously is a major character, and and I do like the the fact that they've brought her back. She's the one child character, or I guess one of two child characters you're guaranteed to get. Yeah, because uh, whoever Crom marries will get a child character, and Lucina, or maybe Crom has two daughters, Lucina and someone else. But whoever, no, I think it was the women who determined the children in Awakening. So whoever Crom marries will have a child. I guess if you kill off everyone and have a marry random villager number five, uh, that one won't get a child character. But otherwise, every other character will have their own child character. And, um, you know, so that's the only one you're guaranteed to get. Yeah. I just haven't uh, haven't had a chance to finish out that forging bond and then um, to to summon Lucina, who is a axe cavalry hero, <laughs> which is like completely out of left field. Like, I don't remember her at I mean, all having an axe or a knight. I did you know. I did look into it and I can't remember if cavalry it's I think cavalry base, you know, uh cavalier doesn't get axes, but I believe cavalier can upgrade to great knight or whatever, which can wield axes. So in her original game, as one of her guaranteed base classes, she could become a axe wielding cavalry unit. True. So. I mean, those games were pretty flexible in terms of what heroes could become. Yeah, especially the so. children heroes, because it was the uh, combination of parents that determined what classes they could be. So depending right. on who you married Crom to, there you might have already had an axe unit available. So I can't remember if any of Crom's possible romance partners were axe wielders. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, well, what do we have coming up over the next... Uh, well, I should say in the next week. Yep, uh, we did get that new calendar, and the Winter Heroes are coming out on the 13th. Uh, so we should, uh, let's see, if I have my timing right, I think we get the silhouettes tonight and the banner tomorrow, or maybe I have it backwards, and it's we should have already had the silhouettes, and we'll get the banner tonight. Either way, we'll be getting our, what should be the Winter Heroes, usually are the Winter Heroes, on the 13th, so we will be having an episode next week, which will actually be our last episode for 2023, because uh, we're not going to do a mini on Christmas Day, so we'll just lump those in with the New Year's Heroes on the 1st of January next year. Yes, the I think as is tradition, the Legendary slash Mythic Hero uh, for December is launching a week early, because usually it would it would launch closer to the 31st, but they're launching it before Christmas, just before Christmas. Yep. Um. But uh, I assume one might even the, say the day before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, the eve of Christmas, if you will. <laughs> um, it it seems as though uh, well, I'm sure the that legendary hero banner will be extended through to the new year, and um, when we talk about it in the new year, it'll still be summonable. Um, but look forward to that. Yeah, we're not going to be doing an episode on Christmas Day. We're all going to have our own. Uh, things to take care of but we will be back in 2024 but not before our final episode of 2023 as eddie mentioned um looking at the calendar though a little bit further uh not further than the new year but further than our next episode but our next resplendent hero has been announced and that's ephraim sacred twin lord starting on december 25th christmas present if you are a fey pass subscriber you don't have to be nice but you do have to subscribe to fey pass to get this christmas gift uh, you'll be able to add Ephraim uh, in his Moosevel-inspired armor to your Heroes collection. So joining the game after um, Tiki, you've got Ephraim, 
Yep, and Tiga just dropped a day or two ago. That's right. I love this art. I mean, you've got his green. It's a darker green to sort of match the Moose Bell sort of darker theme. But you've obviously got the red cape and the sort of the black feathers. But yeah, this is a great upgrade for Ephraim. This is the armored axe version of Ephraim, which was, I believe, the brave version, right? Oh, that's true. I suppose there have been multiples. Yes, it is the it is the brave Ephraim uh, because the normal Ephraim, I believe, is a cavalry lance hero. I know most of the base Ephraims are lances, so yeah. 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 Uh, but we, uh, like we mentioned, we got a Fey channel pretty much right after Ryan dropped the mini last week. Uh, so which um, introduced us to the new book eight uh, with the launch trailer introducing the new heroes Ratatoskr, Nithogger, and Resvelger, uh, which was pronounced in there. So hopefully Ryan will get it right, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. <laughs> I was tempted to just clip it out and then play it as a clip. I know we don't usually play clips on this show, but honestly, after years of mispronouncing hero names, it might be time. Uh, yeah. So essentially, you'll have that clip ready anytime you need to say the name. You just hit the clip instead of, you know, mispronouncing it yourself. Yeah, just in 2024, that's my new uh, that's my new goal is to just cancel all ridicule of Ryan by mispronouncing mm-hmm. names. Um, th- this is the thing. I like I said, I didn't link it in the show notes. Uh, I just I just forgot how to say them. I will I will do my darndest in the future. But Ratataskar, I will get. Did Red I just not get it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess you could pronounce that O as an A if you wanted, but I mean... Ratatoskr. Ratatoskr. Yep. I did it. Any other guys? Her sisters? Ratatoskr, I mean, and I'll admit part of my Norse you know, knowledge is from God of War, but I did look into it to some degree. Ratatoskr and Nithogr make sense with Yggdrasil, but Resvelger is kind of a surprise to me. I mean, this game will you know, pull other characters to other places randomly. But, um, you know, is that the drunk lady or, uh, yes. Restfelger is no, Nithogger is the drunk lady. Restfelger is the bird lady. Oh, I see. And you may recognize Restfelger if I'm remembering correctly from God of War Ragnarok or God of War. I think it was actually the first reboot 2018 when you go to Helheim and there's that giant, bird standing in the back looking over everyone oh yes i believe yeah. that was Resvelger. oh i neat. believe you interact directly and get sent to uh fix the issue you made in ragnarok talking directly with them or sort of talking directly with them so huh. that's pretty cool and and i did look into the actual mythics and Resvelger's a giant you know so a jotun but they threw her in with uh Yggdrasil here, so. Yeah. So we got an introduction to the story, these new characters, and essentially what's happening is that if you played the the first two uh, chapters, the story boils down to the healing hands have now been turned into assassins, and they've been given targets within Asker and Embla, right? Yeah, for the longest time, uh, the way uh, Radit Asker explains it, uh, they would you know, grab and save people who were on the edge of death if they were within reach of Yggdrasil or whatever. Uh, but recently, their father, uh, you know, the father of Bratatoskr, Nithogr, and Resvelger has seemed to have changed, so no clue why. Kind of 
weird, kind of similar to how, uh, was it Njord or whatever, the guy who was in charge of the Realm of Light just randomly decided to be evil and infect, uh, ah, I'm forgetting names already from the last book, but. <laughs> Don't ask <infect> me. <laughs> the, the last mythic, you know, last main character, last protagonist yeah. character. What was her name? Uh, the last main mythic hero that we got, like yeah, for when we got last year, book seven's character. Uh, he infected <sighs> her with the um, golden snakes and ter- that would eventually turn her into Gulvig. Yeah, and Kavasir. Sather. Think of her Sather. name. Sather. Sather. Yes. Yeah. You know, he just she randomly infected Sather with the snakes for some reason, which I I did not get his reasoning. It made no sense to me and. Just random going evil, and so you know. Yeah, but, something to do with he only wanted gods to live, and he didn't want normal humans to live. I it was. It, it didn't even feel like it was that. It felt like maybe Gulvig talked to him, told him this would happen, and because this would happen, he decided he was going to make it happen. You're right. Well, <laughs> which thank God we're done with that. Makes no sense to me, but you know, <laughs> stupid decisions for stupid decisions. But yeah. This new book yeah. feels like a, a return to sort of Fire Emblem Norm, where you have, you know, uh, uh, a set of enemies that are trying to, you know, kill the good guys. And yep. um, that's sort of the, the premise here, you know? Yep. Uh, Rada Tasker comes to kill Alphonse. Uh, apparently, I guess, because Rada Tasker doesn't return, um, Rest Vulgar is now coming up, coming to kill Alphonse. Uh, Yithaugr's being sent to kill Veronica. Uh, the book starts with us chatting with Henriette, or is it Henrietta? Henriette, the mom, mama asker, uh, about how we're about to have a ceremony to officially, you know, ally Embla and Asker, and all of a sudden this happens with Yggdrasil sending uh, troops dressed in Emblan Emblian armor to attack Asker to try and launches into war so for whatever reason someone has convinced the dad of Ratatoskar that we need to be at war or something I don't know I mean I have a theory I have no clue how close or way off the wall it is but yeah okay what's your theory uh, essentially that a united Embla and Asker are a threat to Maybe the Allfather or whoever it is behind the str- scenes pulling strings, and he and they have convinced. I don't know if we've gotten the name of Radatasker's dad. That you know, that's a bad thing, even for him. So, yeah, I mean that sounds like a sound is, theory. This is specifically trying to drive a wedge back between Embla and Asker. So, yeah, yeah, because without that, it's just it appears to be like no reason to do it but you're right like with the presence of the army impersonating right. embla it yeah very much yeah, feels it, like a it could be a you know stupid uh what was his name the black dragon and wow the one who was a baby who Deathwing. is like oh no uh, not deathwing his son the one we create i can't think of his name but he's his idea is oh you guys have to fight each other to make which whoever wins that much stronger to deal with what's coming. I think that was the whole pl- premise for try- behind Warlords of uh, Draenor. He s- saved uh, Garrosh, sent him to the alternate Draenor, 
so that we would keep fighting each other and become stronger mm. in fighting each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll I don't... see as it, as the book goes on. It's, you know, yeah. but there's definitely something to it in, in that there's something more going on here with the story. It's not just because yep. the other thing is, is Ratatos- Ratatoskar, uh is sent to kill Alphonse, but just can't do it because they, they always research their marks or their targets for healing to determine if they're good for saving or in this case, good for killing. And she discovered that, no, like Asker's done nothing wrong. He's not evil. He's a good guy. There's, you know, and she expects Alphonse to kill her, but Alphonse does not. And she joins us to help save her sisters because she overheard that her sisters were told to kill themselves after they kill their targets. So, yeah, because they can't refuse an order. Although Ratatoskr did refuse an order. So maybe there's something to that. Yep. Hmm. That that was another weird thing. Why they? I mean, I don't know if it's just they are so utterly loyal that they re- will not refuse an order. But she says like they can't. But yeah. after that rambling sidetrack into book eight in the story, uh, we do actually have some more stuff that were announced on the Fate Channel, such as the book eight celebration with a whole three orbs. Everyone's so excited <laughs> to get so many massive amount of orbs and a bunch of useless currencies. Some people might still need some of those currencies, but useless spare currencies in my mind, not all of them, but um, uh, we also did get a new castle design based on book eight uh, for free as well with that. And um, as part of those um, Inigo, who's part of the new heroes is, but is not on the banner because Ratataskers took his spot is a free five-star unit from those celebration quests. Uh, We also got some more info on a new mode in the 8.0 version. Uh, The update is kind of, you know, standard mostly, but we do have a new mode coming in a week or so. Um, Yeah, it's to launch December 17th. Yep. Uh, Called Affinity Auto Battles. Uh, There will be, from what I could tell from what they showed, there will be two, um, two chosen... IPs for the each round of affinity auto battles. You f- build a team, uh, preferably using characters from those IPs, and then you will pick a, another player's team uh, of their heroes, and they will assign an affinity to it. Uh, from what I can tell, and they weren't extremely detailed on it, um, it's like the uh, Hubba detector and what was it, Blazing Blade or whatever, where it will just randomly assign the affinities and give them random, uh, you know, quotes. Because if you look at the example they give, Anna would cast, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Um, yeah would cast him in bronze and the other one adores Anna. You know, they like each other, basically. Uh, is what Tavarin, is it? I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was going to say pirate flying dude from the Tellius yeah series but yeah this is um it's another sort of like autoplay mode where you're going to this one is intentionally and automatically an autoplay you cannot control the here eight heroes you choose yeah so and it is sort of designed to have some quirky and fun sort of uh, lines i guess that are randomly i'm assuming randomly generated as you said um and yeah. It does say if any is mis- mysterious, you may not get the results you expect. So it sounds like it's randomized, but you have a higher chance of a better affinity if you have the chosen IPs or 
games mm-hmm. on your thing. Um, but it is auto battle. You get a stat boost in combat the higher your affinity. Uh, and an affinity bonus will be added to your score at the end of the round. But you send them out, they'll auto battle, and you'll get rewards based on that. Uh, yeah. A couple other notes in the update. They're increasing, how, and I think this was mentioned in the Fae channel, that they're increasing uh, how far back heroes can be or how close heroes can be uh, gotten from the other world bonds in the Binding World events. Uh, so now any hero from 5.11 and before can join. I'm guessing that's a standard three books back is what's allowed to join. They might update it, you know, on the half year mark, but, you know. Uh, and then just the usual stuff, new refines, new characters to Holy, or is it Holy Grails or the Grails? Summoning Grails or whatever they're called. So. Yeah, new uh, heroic Grails. Heroic Grails. Thank you. Yeah. New heroic grails being added. It, like, yeah, outside of the event uh, and the launch of uh, of of book, book eight. eight, it's it's a fairly standard update. And I think, like, you know, the game's been around for eight years. Um, what other modes do you add? You know, like what other what other stuff can you add? But I think the affinity sort of auto battle stuff, like, it gives them another thing they can rotate in and out. Um, I mean, your favorite Grand Conquest has has sort of been you know, put on the back burner and launched like every three or four months. It feels like it's not as often as it used to be, you know? Um, I'm shocked that Blaine Conquest isn't done very often. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of sitting sitting on the bench for a bit, but it, like, uh, we'll try it out. We'll let everybody know. But honestly, like outside of like what we've already discussed, it sounds like it's a pretty straightforward event. Um, but uh, we'll check it out. It, it, it'll reward orbs, at least a, a port something, you know? Uh, Yep. Similar to the other sort of check-in daily type things. Yep, it'll be out probably by the time we... Ne- well, it'll be out for a day by the time we next record, so we may not have tried it by then, but maybe we will. We will, and we'll report on it then. Yeah, I'll do my best to try it so we can we can touch on it, but uh, my my assumption is it's going to be very similar to what, what has been described. You know, like, I don't think it's going to wow anybody, but uh, a nice new little thing to check in on that's different from the other stuff. Uh, but speaking of different from the other stuff, we have new heroes. That's not really true. It's We've already talked about these guys a bit. But uh, we have Book 8, Ratatoskr, and more. Book 8 has launched, and we have a new uh, we have new heroes to celebrate. Joining Ratatoskr, the mythic hero for the book, are awakening heroes featuring a rearmed Lucina. So why don't we kick things off with her? Uh, yep, uh, rearm Lucina, face resolve. Lucina returns yet again as a green cavalry rearmed hero, wielding the rearmed... Uh, I'm going with Prima, but it's a special character where the uh, loop is in the middle of the letter. So I don't know if that's actually how you pronounce it, but it looks kind of like Prima, and Drima doesn't make sense, and I don't know how else you would pronounce it, so that's what I'm going with there. Uh, she does have a new version of her unique assist skill. Uh, called, this one's called Future Sight. Uh, and like most of her assist, unique assist skills, um, she uh, get she moves someone and then gets another move. Uh, I'm guessing they've changed some slight details, although I didn't look into the old ones and see what exactly how they worked and all that. Uh, and she does have a new tier four skill called C skill called Alarm Defense Res. 
as well as a few other Tier 4 skills rounding out her kit. Uh, but I did hop into her forging bonds. It was good, if a bit scattered. Uh, it starts with her dueling her father and feeling she's not up to a task. But, you know, like, she holds her own against him, but she feels like she has so many miles, so far to go to match his skill and strength. Uh, but she eventually decides she wants to apologize to Marth for pretending to be him. Uh, and gets joined by an army of Lucinas at the end, in the last section, <laughs> uh, with Marth being Marth and feeling, you know, honored that they, he inspires her to fake, you know, pretend to be him. Uh, and it ends with the fake Marth Lucina version off to the side and was too afraid to join up, join with them and apologize. Oh, that's really cute. So, I think that's a, yeah. an excellent forging bond. Oh yeah. Um, I'll also say this, like her artwork, uh, I love that she has the Fire Emblem shield, uh, uh yes. similar to Krom's sort of legendary slash updated art. I think he had a version that, that had the Fire Emblem shield as well. Might've yep. been his Brave version. Might've. I do find her, uh, leggings weird or her, yes. you know, yeah. pants weird, but I don't ride horses. So maybe that's something that's kind of useful and needed when riding a horse. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing not. I mean, like we're obviously referring to the fact that she's, she just has the legging armor and she has the top armor, but she's not wearing yeah, like, her, her full... pants don't connect to her waistline. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was something that, uh, I think we were talking pre-show like, well, why was, why were people a little upset with Lucina and we had figured, well, it's probably cause it's her seventh version, but I think it is also like the artwork is, it's a bit like, well, why would you do that? Like, give yeah, give her might, the full. That arm. might be part of it. Like I said, I don't ride horses, so I don't know. I mean, this artwork wasn't some of my favorite. Just this style, yeah, and the way her face looks felt a little off to me. Not that it's bad per se. It definitely is skillful and decently designed, but it just doesn't work for me. No, it's it's like a different. It's not our traditional sort of Fire Emblem Heroes look. It, it's kind of yep. got that secondary style to what we usually see with fire emblem heroes characters um and i did i did notice that as well it's not my preferred style within the game but i love uh i love that they gave her the shield the shield looks awesome it lights up in her attack um her special attack i should say and it is very cool so i'll give i'll give lucina that uh for sure uh well what do we have next here we have sevra secret dreamer Severa is a mercenary from Elise. She's the daughter of Cordelia, the Elysian Pegasus Knight's own paragon of perfection. Severa is a sword infantry hero wielding a uh, striving sword. She has one new skill in the B slot called Buffer 4. Rounding out her kit is Godlike Reflexes as a special and attack slash speed finish 4 in the A slot. So our uh, second, I was almost going to say our first uh, child unit of the banner, but this is our second because Lucina, obviously. I kind of consider her a main character, you know, and, and the, the rest of the child cast is sort of secondary. I mean, she's kind of, I that might be partially because of Fates because she is Selena from Fates. So she's sort of been in the game forever as Selena, but now her original Awakening version is showing up as Severa. Uh, and when they did uh, Kaldori, the uh, Cordelia lookalike from Fates that was a child unit, uh, there was a Forging Bonds 
that had to do with um, Cord Cordelia and Keldori meeting, and they, as it, I kind of expected, and it was kind of the standout for me, they did the similar thing here with Severa hunting down Selena, having people confusing her for Selena. So it goes, hunts her down, finds out, oh, you look almost exactly like me, you know, which makes sense since they're the same person in different times. Uh, but Selena still refuses to let Severa know a secret, but their final chapter has him forming the SNS Society <laughs> and going out and hanging out together. Okay. And that, that was one of her quirks from the original game that I had forgotten about, but the Forging Bonds kind of brings it back because she had the S&B Society with Brady about spreading her cuteness or something okay. like that. Right. <laughs> so now there's the SNS Society to spread their... Uh, cute knits together. Mm -hmm. so. uh, well, hey, they they got to keep busy somehow in between, you know, invasions yeah. from different realms, right? So, yep, I do. I do like her outfit. The kind of tan goldish color kind of really works for me in her outfit and design and her artwork. Yeah, and well, I looked at it too, and it, it looked very similar to what I remember from the game. I think it's a pretty pretty good adaptation right so yep and if you look at selena's it's similar but slightly different coloring but i kind of like this coloring more mm -hmm. you know if you look at selena's outfit it's the same but you know more norian so uh black and white instead of the kind of tannish brownish coloring and i kind of like the tan brown coloring a bit better mm -hmm. uh well what do we have next here lauren which is uh like sort of a precursor to Hubert, like a nicer Hubert, I think, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, th there's tropes that they follow throughout all the games, uh, but um, Laurent the Elucidator is the uh, daughter or son of Muriel. Uh, you know, he finally joins Heroes, and like his mother Muriel, he is the four-star focus on the banner. Uh, he does wield the Hvithir, and no clue in the proper pronunciation of that, but I hope that's right, but, you know, uh, has no new skills as a four-star focus unit. Uh, and his was, yeah, interesting showing his character a bit, his forging bonds. He uh, goes and chats with um, Anna and her, you know, the Elise branch of Anna and Company and Asker, or whatever that Anna's, the Anna from Awakening is doing in the game. Uh, and he's looking to help them balance the books and finds the amount of cosmetics that charlotte is getting and to be extremely high so spends time talking with charlotte and uh it ends with him you know kind of being quite understanding after seeing her in battle and apparently she finds that weird or finds him to be a weirdo because he's accepting of her rage and you know the side she tries to hide but shows when she's fighting yeah i mean hey laurent he knows he knows how to find the because he's a bit of a tactician as well, like his like his mom, like more of a like a scientific mind type thing. So, you know, you gotta you gotta find what works. Uh, well, let's talk about our uh, mythic hero, our main hero for book eight, which is Ratatoskr Mending Hand. Ratatoskr came to Asker from Idrisil, the sprawling world tree that cradles the nine realms. She's one of the Healing Hands, a group of healers who treat the sick and wounded throughout the nine realms. Ratatoskr is a blue beast cavalry mythic hero wielding world tree tail. She has two new skills, the first being beast agility four in the B slot, and the second being mending heart in the C slot. 
Rounding out her kit is Luna as a special and attack slash speed clash four in the A slot. And I think this is a good opportunity to talk about our um, our main mythic hero that's been uh, given to us uh, to celebrate the launch of the book. Uh, it's our, our new main original content hero. And obviously Ratatosker, I, I honestly didn't anticipate them making Ratatosker like the main character. That it was a total surprise to me. And I think it might have been sort of because it was a side character in God of War Ragnarok. I thought like, oh, well, I, I just didn't anticipate it happening. But again, like it's all Norse. It's all connected. Like really, I could play Ragnarok and be like, well, that character is going to show up in Fire Emblem Heroes at some point, whether as a good or bad guy. So but I think she's an awesome addition. I really I really like her. She she's grown on me over the week as, as since she launched. I mean, if anything, and they have Heroes has a habit of doing this is, you know, the biggest not expecting Ratatoskr as the mythic hero, uh, you know, Ratatoskr, with Yggdrasil being the realm we're going to or we're dealing with, it makes sense for Ratatoskr to appear. But all the other versions of Ratatoskr I've seen, unless Squirrel Girl in Marvel is actually Ratatoskr, um, is a male version, you know? So them turning Ratatoskr into the waifu of the year was kind of unexpected to a degree. Right. You know, uh, I'll admit I'm not overly fond of her squirrel version. It's a little weird, but it, I guess it works. Her beast version, you know. Yeah. When she's oh, attacking. it's like a, it's like a golden. Kind of. It's it's not the golden part. It just seems kind of weird and chubby. If that makes sense. Okay. You know, I'm used to longer, sleeker squirrels. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe, but I think if even if you look at God of War Ragnarok, like you know, Ratatoskr was like a more, like a beefier squirrel True. type character, right? Um, True. But yeah, I, I I hear you, and you know, when I first saw the character, I thought like, oh, they're going sort of down the maid route. Like I know we've had yeah, different she kind of reminds me of what is it, Flora and her sister from Fates. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at it a little closer, and I mean, if you look at the the icon art for Ratatoskr's Beast Mode, it kind of looks like a cat. If you just if you just don't look at the the tail a little, even with the tail, it kind of it kind of looks a bit like a cat at first glance. So yep. I, I I see where you're coming from, and it was different with Ragnarok because Ratatoskr was like more of a you know would walk on two feet more. It was yeah. yeah. So um, I, I, I mean, feel in, you the, there. in the first game, Ratatoskr was just a was bitter squirrel. Not really, Ratis- you know. That's true. Found out that's like a version of him, and he looked like a normal squirrel there. But when yeah. we met him in actually on Yggdrasil and Ragnarok, yeah, he was wearing clothes, had a spectacle, and slight, you know, a bit chubbier, more, mm-hmm. more uh, anthropomorphized. Yes, but I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where Ratatoskr can go, and obviously, you know whether her sisters are going to be, I feel like that's a trope that's been done before with fire emblem is like you, you have one of the bad guys turn immediately. And then part of the story is like trying to convince the bad guys to turn and and never goes fast enough. That's the kind of common trope, especially in heroes. I mean, Veronica, I suppose. Yeah. uh, Veronica was different, but she was never the main character. Um, but you know, uh, Fjorm was different because she all her all her family was good, but she was fighting against Muspel. It was two different realms that time, uh, Niffle and Muspel. But Reagan, when we got her, she was 
you know, sent out to kill by her brother, but she turned to try and save them and help them because they're not acting like she remembers them. You know, uh, so th that's kind of the two base versions they have in this game. You know, either trying to stop the enemy faction, which we had with uh, Fjorm and Peony, or you're turning on your family to try and save them. Mm -hmm. Like Reagan and here with Ratatoskr. Oh, that's right. That whole book was... So they've done it. Yeah. I, how how quickly I forget that they've done all of this before, but I'm excited to explore the world of Idrisil, and I think that it... Um, there are differences yeah. each time, so we'll see what these ones are and how well they work. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. overall, they're generally limited choices for stories anyway to begin with, so... We do have a couple more heroes still here. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, Inigo came as the bonus hero for the event, quote-unquote bonus, because, you know, he would normally be on the banner, but Ratatoskr kicked him off. Uh, finally getting a normal version, which will be joining the three- to four-star pool with a legendary hero banner this month. Uh, most likely will be appearing after that, but the way they wrote it in the notes, it's not 100% certain, but fully expect him to just start there and be in there from then on. Uh, he wields the No Blade Plus and does not have any new skills on him, but you can get two five-star copies of him from the quest, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, yeah, no, no new skills. He's kind of a um, three- to four-star unit just going straight to that pool when it fully launches. Makes sense. And yeah. Son of Olivia from Awakening, yes. right? So, Yep, so he's forging bonds because one of his traits, he's Kind of a womanizer, but, you know, uh, his trade is because of his mom. He wanted to do dancing. So his forging bonds with is his exploring the possibility of being a dancer or working on his dancing skills. Uh, who was it he met? Um, I think it was from uh, Genealogy, the mother-daughter pair from Genealogy. He met and talked with them, and they led him to say it all from Engage. Who to kind of help him get over his self doubts? Uh, Sadal kind of helps him a little bit in that, you know. And apparently in Elise, the male dancers do not inspire enough to be worth having. Uh, but Sadal, being a male dancer, kind of helps him realize no men men can actually still inspire just like women can. Um, but he still has self doubts that'll never be as good as his mother. So he sends him to you know. He sends him somewhere, and what he, who he finds there is the dancer version of himself that was already in the game. Oh, that's cool. So that's a nice touch. You know, yep. He shows up, sees the dancer version of himself dancing, wondering who's dancing so wonderfully, almost as good as his mother, or maybe better than his mother, and finds out <laughs> that it's himself. Aw. <laughs> Again, another cute forging bonds. That's pretty cute. Yep. Get that ending. So, yeah, there. some good forging bonds. And part of it might be because I know these characters a bit more, but I felt some good forging bonds this time around. Yeah, it helps to know them. And uh, our last hero here, the Grand Hero Battle Unit, is Validar Fell Architect. Validar is the leader of the uh, Grim Leal, a group that established itself in the kingdom of Plagia on the continent of Elise. They worship Grima, the fell dragon who once nearly brought the continent to ruin. Valadar is a red tome infantry hero wielding Grimliel text and is available as a grand hero battle unit. He has no new skills, but rounding out his kit is Glacius as, uh, Glacies as a special, 
Brash Assault 3 in the B slot, and Attack Ploy 3 in the C slot. And uh, this is a character, so early on, Prologue of Awakening is kind of like, you know, set up as the big bad, right? Yeah, we see him as a big bad for like the first half of the game, and he kidnaps, uh, what's her name? The sister. Yeah. We have her in the game, and I can't think of her name all of a sudden. <sighs> not names. Lissa. That one I remember the name. No, it's not Lissa. <laughs> it's... The sister. Oh, I bet you it's here. Amarin. We got there. It's not like all this stuff is... Look, I know like all of this information is right in front of us, but when you're trying to do a podcast and Google the various names... I mean, I don't have a list of all the characters from every game right no. here sitting in front of me. It's also so. like a long list, you know? I know we yeah, narrowed down to a There's a lot of characters in Fire Emblem. <laughs> but yeah, it's not Lissa. It's the other sister of Krom. The one yep. that also falls off a cliff and, and then we find later through a paralogue. Because didn't Validar like kind of come back yes. through a paralogue? Okay. I can't remember if Validar himself came back through a paralogue, but uh, Emeryn definitely did. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? The evil one. Aversa. Aversa did as well, as did Walhart, I think. I think Validar does come back. Yeah, maybe he does. I I will look that one up. I will look that one up. I feel like it, there was like four or five of these free paralogs they added. Yep. Uh, and where you could they get. brought back Emran and a couple of bad guys like um, Cervantes didn't come back. The uh, sniveling, uh, hard to tell the gender of, uh, you know, slimy person from Walhart's realm didn't come back. But Walhart came back. Yenfei, I think, came back, didn't he? Uh, yes, yep. Maybe Validar so, didn't come back. Yeah, as you say, I thought it, Yenfei, Walhart, Aversa, Emerin. I don't remember if Validar did or not. I don't think so, but maybe. Mm, Validar is one that's harder to do because you personally kill him after, if I recall correctly, you do actually personally kill him after, um, Emran is allegedly dead. You're right. You don't get Validar back. I, I'm not seeing. Yeah, I'm not seeing. At this point, I can pretty much. I, mean, I have not seen it. So I much prefer Aversa over Validar anyway. Yeah. Better to look at it, and you know, Validar was just kind of slimy. Yeah, Validar is a, is like the the mustache twirling bad guy of Fire Emblem for sure. Yep. For the first half, and then we kill him, and then we find out about Walhart across the sea. Yes. Yeah, we we were discussing we were discussing you know the heroes how a lot more of the heroes are less interesting these days in our chat the other day and I brought up the fact that yeah it's just popularity these ones are less popular but they're they're someone's favorite I mean Walhart who's the second villain and not really on the you know box not really seen early on there are probably many people who never even knew he existed but he's more popular than Validar, which is why we got him sooner. And Aversa was definitely the star of the Validar arc, was the other thing I had pointed out. Yeah, no, for guy. sure. Well, I mean, we are at a point where there are there are many here. Well, we celebrated a thousand heroes in the game, so there's a thousand different heroes available in Fire Emblem Heroes, so there are few that haven't been added. A thousand different versions some. of heroes. Yes, a thousand versions of over many heroes but because yeah. as we discussed we have like six or seven lucinas eight or nine uh what's her name camilla yep camillas uh there's there's a couple of heroes that are in like sort of that category of like we've got lots of them and yep. every time they come back even if it is like 
it's been three years since the last Lucina and people still like, oh my gosh, how many Lucinas do we need? And uh, it's I a mean, popular character. Considering there are some characters who aren't in the game yet and some characters who only have maybe two units, maybe three. Like Lissa has two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. A three now. She got a Valentine's, a Christmas, and a base version. She has yet to get any kind of rearmed or anything like that. But, you know, Lucina has Brave, and Brave is voted on, so that's different. But she has the normal, legendary, she has this version, now a rearmed version, you know, and a couple seasonal versions. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we have one more, like, we have the year queued up with Book 8 launching, so, you know, Intelligent Systems is committed to uh, providing even more Heroes content into the new year, so look forward to that. But uh, this is our first batch of new Heroes for Book 8, and... uh, as we already said, we'll be back next week to talk about uh, the special heroes, which will likely be winter-themed or holiday-themed, if you will. So definitely tune into that. Um, but you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. You can check out the Fire Emblem channel on the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at rmurphy, eddie at drawfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. Be sure to check out feheroes.fandom.com, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem Heroes information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. As I said, we'll be back next week with a normal episode to cover brand new special heroes to celebrate the holidays. And as Eddie said, our last episode of 2023. Have a great week and happy summoning. Happy summoning.